welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Loga the Barbarian. And today I want to talk about skills. I got skills. Well, there's, there's a lot of different aspects I want to address to this. I often say that I don't like skills in a role-playing game, but if I say that, I'm lying. Because I love skills in the role-playing game. There's a weird dichotomy, almost a hypocrisy there. Now, there's a lot of different role-playing games, and they all have their own flavor and their own feel. And I'm going to put it out there. One of the earliest systems that I really got into and played a lot was the Palladium role-playing game system, or the Palladium role-playing game systems. And, and especially like Heroes Unlimited, you know, Rifts came out, we were all over Rifts. If you're not familiar with Rifts, it's this far future, post-apocalyptic world. There's a horrible fascist regime running around. After the apocalypse, the death of the millions of people opened up lots of mess, mystic energies and magical ley lines appeared everywhere and out of the, of the nexus points of those ley lines came every science fiction and fantasy creature you could imagine started pouring onto the earth and it's just a free-for-all big great giant gonzo ride and it's full of skills great game rolling up a character will take you about six hours often you can schedule a session zero and you'll be doing it forever. And one of the reasons is because of those skills. One of the big things is they give you skill packages. When you're playing Heroes Unlimited, you can roll and you get a PhD, a master's, military training, you get skills accordingly. And the skills go by percent and you have to calculate the skills with bonuses from IQ and it goes on and on. And it's a bear to do. Now, when third edition came out, it introduced a skill system. Well, actually, the skill system was introduced before, but it was always more of an optional in second ed and earlier ones. But third edition had a core mechanic of skills, and you had a basic stripped-down list of skills down there on this character sheet. All the skills are pretty much listed on the sheet, so it wasn't this massive dictionary full of skills you had to plow through like in Palladium. Now, earlier editions, like... We'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna look at uh, BX or uh, basic swords and wizardry old school essentials because we play a lot of those games. They don't have skills. You can add them as an extra. Uh, castles and crusades as well. They're class based. I kind of prefer my Dungeons and Dragons without the skills. Now don't get me wrong. When third edition did come out, I was there the first day and bought it. Like, I think it was the player's guide came out first, then maybe the dungeon master's guide. And I bought the creature collection from some other third party publisher before I could pick up a monster's manual because it hadn't come to the stores yet. And we were running that without the official monster's manual when I started that campaign. I ran one third edition campaign. I later ran some Pathfinder campaigns quite a few years down the road because I played a lot of AD&D between, but that's neither here nor there. When I get those skills on my sheet, or I have players with those skills on my sheet when I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons, and they're looking for an option for something to do, and they're interacting. The first thing they do when they're when they're interacting with someone or something is I've noticed players look right at the character sheet and start reading the sheet, trying to figure out what skills they have. And they start looking for a 20-sided die, and they roll. 
There's a difference between role play and role play. Role play as in the role that you're playing, like acting or living out or fantasy role. And role play as an R-O-L-L, roll the dice. And one thing I've found is that when there are skills on your sheet and you're looking to those skills for the game to play, that players have a tendency to role play R-O-L-L, the dice. Instead of role play, R-O-L-E, the role. And I've found that in running different systems, the most creative characters and the most creative players get are when they don't have everything down there. When you have a lot of options on your sheet written down and you're reading through them, if people like that because they feel like they can create a more robust character, but in the end, what I've found in game is they've created limitations on what we do with our characters. You can do all those things just about without skills. There's wonderful mechanics that, that are given to you in other editions from Castles and Crusades to basic OSE. There are mechanics to accomplish those things. We just have to come up with them out of our head. And we come up with different things and you can get more creative when you're not just looking at the sheet going off that skill. Now, don't get me wrong though. There are plenty of games that are skill-based that I've loved over the years. And I'm not entirely knocking it. I'm not saying I would never run Pathfinder or 3rd Edition again. But they lead to a different style of a game. And I have seen it become a limiting factor when you have that much going on with the character sheet. Now, the Palladium system I'm going to go back to. I've been running Rifts again lately. Uh, when, the, when the 30th anniversary Collector's Edition came out and they started putting out hardbacks, I was like, oh, I've got all these old Rifts books. At a point in time, I sold some off, and then I went to the game store, and they had every Rifts book just about on the shelf for $2 a piece with 20% off, and I bought a stack and filled my collection back in some years back. All these Palladium books. I said, man, one of these days I'm going to run it. One of these days, I'm going to run Rifts and Palladium and the Nightmare of the Skills. One of the house rules that we've done in our game to make skills easier than that is we've stolen from Call of Cthulhu. And I've stolen skill system from Call of Cthulhu a million times in a million games. I used to do it with AD&D even. And I really like the way they do skills in Call of Cthulhu. You see, traditionally in Palladium, when you level up, You've got your calculated skill percentage. You have to roll percentile dice under it in order to succeed at a skill. And Call of Cthulhu works much the same way as Palladium in that. Only when you level up in Palladium, you have a certain plus percentage that you go up each level. So when you level up, you have to erase and calculate every single skill. And they give you a lot. Depending on your class, sometimes you could be looking at 30 or more skills and doing that math 30 or more times. And that's tedious, and players don't want to do that, and it gets boring, and when you level up, it's not a fun thing. So I've limited leveling up, and I've taken skills completely out of the level up, and what we're doing is we're doing the Call of Cthulhu-style advancement in skills, and that is when you use something, you get experience with it. You roll under that percentage, and you succeed. Then after the game that night, you get to roll again. This time you're trying to roll over that percentage. So you roll your percentile die over that percentage. And if you succeed in doing that, I tell my players they can roll one six-sided die and add it to that skill. What that does is as you get better, it gets harder to improve. 
But every time you use it, you get a chance to increase your ability in it and become better in it. And you don't have to do the math for every skill at level up time. You just do it for the ones that you did that day every night. The players get to advance a little bit quicker and improve on things that they're really practicing and working hard on. I'll even allow you in our games, if you just want to practice a skill that you're not actually using, we can do that. He's, oh, my my character's going to go over here and practice his prowl ability. Or my character's going to go over here and she's going to work on her, her uh, foraging. That's fine. Let's do that. We're just going to practice it. We're going to study it. And, and that's a good way that you can also advance it and focus on that. We take game time to do it. Now, skills are cool. But skills are limiting. Skills can be tedious. I find that the beauty of playing BX, Swords and Wizardry, Old School Essentials, and those older versions of Dungeons and Dragons is the simplicity in it all. And that when you come up with these things, I want to go forage. You don't have to have the skill. You don't have to say, well, your character doesn't really have the forage skill, so you can't do that. We got a way to do it intuitively built into the system. Ability scores are a big part of that. Well, what would be the equivalent ability score and how would I make a check? Or I'm going to assume that a player just kind of could know certain things or do certain things. And a lot of the times, I don't need a check. A lot of the times, I'm just going to give the players what they want as a given if I can. Unless I think there's a reason that we really need to check to see if that's going to happen or not. A lot of things would probably be okay. You're going to forage. It makes sense that your character being a, a, a ranger who lives in the woods can forage, even though you don't have a skill for it. Let's go ahead and do a roll to see how much you're able to find. And let's say I, if I had to pull it out of my butt right now, I'd say roll 1d6. And that's how many people you have rations for or food for today from foraging. That would be a quick, easy approach. We don't have to sit here and ask if you can do it because it's on your sheet or not. It gives the players a lot more freedom and liberty. And I just prefer to be skillless a lot of times when I'm running, especially dungeon crawls and games like that that are basic fantasy role-playing oriented. Well, we're about at our time. I'm going to ask everybody again like I've been lately. Go ahead and give us a positive review somewhere. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Share some of our vi of our uh, our podcasts, some of the articles on our website if you get a chance. Help us get out there. We're not a big deal. We don't really make money off it. We've thought about possibly monetizing it. We might in the future a little bit, but we're not going to ever get rich off of this. We're just paying for it out of our own pocket. Y'all have a good day and keep those dice rolling. <laughs>